And yet we have appropriated another episode. Welcome to Hellcast. I am Reaper. I am Eddie. Satan. Thank you. <laughs> Who's this band? I've never heard of them before. They're, they're gonna be. They're gonna be. A I think they're gonna be they're, huge. Yeah, they're gonna be something one day. I think they like Swiss cheese too for some reason. Perhaps. I don't know. So joining the show later on is going to be Adam Zars from the band Tribulation. Also was in uh, the band en- Enforcer, one of the many Enforcers, but uh, the one more current from Sweden. Uh, and as well, he was in uh, Repugnant, or well, I guess he still is. So uh be pretty cool to talk to him. Ghost Jr., you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and one of the things I've... Can continue to forget to talk about or mention is that uh, on the hellcast.hellsheadbangers.com website of ours there is a thing on the left hand side where you can be a lazy fuck and you can subscribe to this mailing thing that when you do anytime a new episode is posted it will email you right then and there when it's up online that way you can keep in with us all the time be up to date. Hey, that SoundCloud thing. I get stuff from that, too. That's pretty neat. SoundCloud. Or whatever it's... It was, I honestly wasn't listening to what you said. Um, that was probably what you were talking about was the thing that you're... What, what SoundCloud... Well, we're not on SoundCloud, so... Or whatever it is. We, we were, um, but there's things... SoundCloud get tech, gets technical, basically, with rights and all that crap with anything that we play. Oh, so, okay. for now, they would shut that down because Celtic Frost was on there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of a problem we were having. Uh, there's a bunch of licenses and crap, and not to make this... This is just Yeah, we're, we're getting fucking boring. Yeah, that's, that's, fucking, that's boring right there. <laughs> so, that, that's why it's not on SoundCloud anymore. But it's on you. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Tumblr. We're on iTunes. We're that's on... That's right. Listen to it. iTunes. And then we're on... Uh, Hellcast.hellheadmakers.com still, yeah. right? I mean, we're on a bunch of other shit. I don't know where it is. So it's it, it's, it's pretty Google easy it. to find it. Yeah, if you yeah. can't, you, if you, <laughs> well, obviously, if you can't find it, you're not listening to this. So why are we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, you had forwarded me something. We had a fan from Finland write to us. Right? Uh, was it? I sorry, dude. Yuho, I, I think so. You say his name. Is that how you say it? Okay. Yeah, Yuho. Um, did he send you this? Weird ass video, or he just sent you that finished stuff. Uh you know, honestly, you who I can't remember if you sent me that really bad video or if that was somebody else. I there was a, it's either him or Charlie. So sorry, guys, I can't remember which one you sent which because I'm kind of retarded. But one yes. of those two, I think Yuho might have just sent the uh, the Oz clips, which was very cool. Thank you for that. And I think it was a uh, a guy named Charlie sent this uh, video. Um, the uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, okay, yeah, oh, well, yeah, okay, it's well, awesome, <laughs> yeah. So, but it was, it's uh, we appreciate people writing in. Uh, the the uh, feedback has been tremendous, and we appreciate that, even though we're a bunch of negative fucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, and honestly, guys, so, like for me, it's it's kind of cool because it it makes you feel like there's other like minded people out there, even if we're just 
being douches, so thanks for sending that stuff in. No, we're not being douches. We're pointing out the douches. And actually, and that and that's great. I'm glad you used that word because you know it's it, it isn't metal related, but it is douche related because we use that word and we've assessed how to properly identify <laughs> one. And dude, I saw one more criterion that I didn't re- realize because I never experienced, but I was at Lowe's. The Home Improvement Store, in case anyone doesn't know what that is. Yes, Reaper was, looking, store. Reaper was looking to do a home improvement. So I know the next question everyone is thinking, and the answer is, yes, I am accepting donations for the hours <laughs> of free entertainment. Hit me up at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com, and I will give you all the information. And uh, I think no one's going to reply, but uh, I am taking donations. If anybody wants to wire me money... Just yeah, <laughs> send me an email to Eddie Satan at Hellcast.com. Yes. Because I'm I'm gonna buy I'm buying a house right now in the process. There you go, and you must shop. So anyway, I was in the uh home improvement store, Lowe's. I saw this old man with his wife and he was walking around like walking away from her in a much of a fashion of I'm just sick of being married to this old hag kind of thing. <laughs> but he's like he's walking around and he he had this Big fucking stogie in his mouth, unlit stogie in his Doing mouth. That number rolling around his mouth like total freaking Italian mobster style, and it's like, what a goddamn jackass! <laughs> like, you gotta be fucking kidding! Me. I just wanted to slap him in the face. Like, not all like you can't smoke indoors, so that's why it wasn't lit. But you gotta be wait. So what? Why the fuck is it in your mouth? Like, what do you? <laughs> it's fucking jackass. That's all it is. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, it's been a little bit before we have done one, and uh, that this part was... with the voice harmonizer fucking kills me every time. <laughs> it's it's bad. I, maybe this was was the finished dude sent, or I, I don't it's know. Charlie, I'm looking at my emails now. Okay, and, uh, cool. Well, this I, I'm kind of confused, but it's called Child Factory, and basically <laughs> it's a video that is to make the world aware of child exploitation, pornography, and prostitution. So, uh, cool. That's cool. It's, it's a public service announcement, apparently. So let's take a look or listen. Spirits from the other side. Spirits from the other side. Spirits from the other side. We're going into a ju- dude's jam room, apparently. <laughs> this guy. I don't know if he goes by Chuck or Charlie, whatever it is. His email is fucking funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just... Oh, he's got his Here's a yeah. guitar with his. Here's a real sad. With the intro for all those child prostitutes out with, there. With the snow on the ground and the children at buses. play signs. Slow. Dude, children. these guys are child molesters, I'm guessing, maybe. I don't know. No, it's... Do you, well, I do mean, they're they making it aware. Those? It doesn't mean they're going to stop it. They have one of those... You know, like the little straws? Like a... That's how awesome this is. The flanger effect straw thing. Well, how else would you start a, a childhood awareness? 
I want it to be sad, dude. I was connecting to this. I, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm gonna turn off your mic. I was dude, the tears yeah. start in the fall. Like, I mean, what the fuck, man? Have some sympathy. This is a metal podcast, but goddamn, we can express. <laughs> this is world awareness of child exploitations, pornography, and prostitutions, and you're making a goddamn joke of it. Oh, I thought they were um, advertising for it. We don't know. It doesn't say whether or not. I figured it was making it aware. <laughs> But the bit you. All right, here. See, here we go. <laughs> that picture needs to be like on the Hellcast fucking Dude, homepage. I am going to still. I'm going. Hold on. <laughs> Can you do a screenshot? Eddie, hold on. Of that? I'm going to do a screenshot. You t- describe what we just what we're looking at. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a guy. He's wearing a hat that looks like. Uh, a military hat, it's airline a Nazi pilot hat. I think, hat. A, I think it's a Nazi. Hat. Is it with a skull on it? Yeah. His yeah. face is painted around his mouth. Isn't well. His uh, face is painted gr- green, like, and military black. green and black. Yeah, but not but like not like Predator. I'm going to go into the jungle. And no, no. He looks like he, um. He looks like, like he's trying to be a superhero, but. Dude, yes, I just freeze framed it. <laughs> <laughs> that Dude, is the black be, lipstick is the best. Dude, that is going to be the fucking icon for this episode. I am putting that on there for YouTube and everything that has an icon. Everybody out there, that Chuck, is great. Charlie, we appreciate it. He looks basically like a gorilla version of one of the members of Immortal. Is basically what his uh, getup is going on <laughs> I right didn't there. Even... It's fucking hilarious, dude. That that is great. <laughs> so already it's hilarious. But he's making a few people apparently aware. But, but I'm I'm aware now that there's. We're aware. I don't know how. I we're didn't aware. know if it wasn't for. Are like... we aware to stop it though, or or just aware that it's going on and perhaps suspect enough from this gentleman right here? And I need to hear more. Now, are they aware? Like, here's the thing. It's like, so is like a child molester going to watch this and go, oh wait. I'm not supposed to do this. Thank you, guys. I'm not going to do that anymore. No, they're not. No, I think I, I don't child, understand. Honestly, I think a child molest is going to do exactly what we just did. Laugh when this guy <laughs> starts singing. Exactly. <laughs> let's, but let's continue. No, let's, a child molester is not going to watch this because he's going to be too busy being in like child. Well, he might. He might. He might have a child molester. A he could be a she. It might be, you know little boy cast and you know and you might be listening to trust this. me throughout elementary and middle and high school i wished i would be molested by some of my female teachers okay well anyway anyway <laughs> that's so bad Why is he just (laughs) sitting there? Now, the best part about this, though, is he's like in this messy office, just sitting at this chair. What? And what the fuck is that thing in the background? Hat that is his freaking immortal black immortal dude get up and then he's got this ridiculous outfit on but i love the side shot where he's like not even looking at the camera but it wasn't even artsy documentary like at all it just didn't make any sense no but look at that fucking puppet thing back there right i I know it's like a weird messy 80s looking office it's it's it's, this is phenomenal and that that leather thing he has on that almost looks like something a child molester would wear i think honestly he is just making the world aware that he is a child molester (laughs) could be i don't know Uh, i'm gonna skip along though this song is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I freeze 
framing that too. <laughs> peace, there's peace, like a peace. light on his the, after he goes. Frank, Frank. There's a light. <laughs> there's a light on his face, like campfire uh, Blair Witch Project style, and that is fucking funny. He's blowing us kisses. Oh my god, this guy is a child rapist. I am aware. There's Cambodian children sold as sex slaves. Oh, maybe he's telling the people about it. Go to Cambodia. Yeah, go to Cambodia. That's where I'm from. <laughs> that might be him, dude. That might be him. You think that might In the be the army him? jacket, yeah, recording the song. Because everyone was going, you know, this is such a really good song that I was really waiting for the music video. And what better way to present them of the music video of them recording this awesome quality song in their homemade studio that looks like shit. That's that. How is this? What is that? I don't. Every forty seconds in the United States, a child is reported missing or abducted. One in five girls and one in ten boys will be sexually victimized before adulthood. So basically, I'm just kind of confused because I'm suspect enough. I want to say that this is probably trying to say stop uh, child rapists, but. When you have this guy presenting it to you, I'm thinking he's the fucking rapist. Yeah, it. I mean, that's just what it is. This is ridiculous. I mean, regardless, if he's not the rapist or not, like, how is this guy thinking that anyone is going to be taking this seriously? Like, right. you know, the and FBI again, is going to be seeing this going. You know what? This guy's got. He is the spokesman. We're putting him on. We're making infomercials with this jacket. That's right. He's going undercover for you know, us because he looks like. But it. the best part is though, like this guy's probably sitting around going. I'm really just sick of, or he's probably going around, I really like little boys, and I want to make them aware of it through my artistic talent. <laughs> I am going to make a metallic hymn called, well, we don't know the name of it, but we're going to Child Factory. I think we're that's the name see. of the song. All right. But see, that's the thing. He thinks he's so talented. He doesn't even put his need to put his band name or suspecting up his song name, but, you know, just make you think that maybe that's what it is a child we're gonna say that it is but he he was dude he had the dream he's gonna make the world aware that he likes little boys through his very artistic <laughs> talent and his awesome get up as a a member of immortal with this fucking nazi outfit and this frog paint i think it's brilliant i, I <laughs> it's a fucking great joke that's it's essentially all I, I hope it was i apparently am speechless so moving on though but we, again like really or like i mean all right cool you don't want child molesters in the world who does but go burn down the catholic church then right right <laughs> but like honestly is like a child molester gonna stop the watch and this and stop or is he thinking like like anybody that's actually taking the time out from their day to watch this is gonna be like in a position to make a difference <laughs> right you, you know what i mean it's well, like, I don't, it's like I don't, uh, yeah i don't think anyone whether it be the dude, child maybe rapist, somebody bet him they said dude i bet you fucking a thousand dollars you can't write a no, song dude. about child <laughs> i tell you what no that guy was sitting sitting around he was at work and he felt it like he really thinks that he's making a public service announcement he's making a difference yeah, he's making a difference honestly i think he takes himself seriously you, you you can't how could you make you can't make that video dressed in that get up and not be laughing like i know there's multiple takes i know how cinema works but every take you'd be laughing because there's no fucking way it was that ridiculous i'm just saying so we're moving on to the next 
wonderful addition. Thanks for that, Chuck, by the way. This is Creeper with Epped Up, Effed Up, live at Popular Lounge in Memphis, Tennessee, by Arkansas Rocks Entertainment. Here we go. Here's your backstage pass. So we got these fellas. They got skulls and stuff. They're wearing like gib masks, gone wrestler. Is that Hulk Hogan? Right. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's that not is horrible music. No, that is. What are you talking about? That is awful. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it's better than a lo- the last thing we just heard. Oh, I'm just saying. This is. This is actually. This is just redneck metal. It, it's. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just bad. It's a bunch of fucking inbreds. Like you know. You, you know what? I got a great metal song. We're gonna call it effed up, and we're just gonna talk about how. Oh, it's up even. The it's even is. just called effed up. They. It's not like it's censored. On oh, no. YouTube, it's that's the actual title. Holy hell. That's what they put in there, yeah. Wow. But it, it is. It's just a bunch of rednecks sitting. I, I guarantee you, it was just a bunch of rednecks sitting around. They think they got everything. Their their moms and their girlfriends all came to their show, and they're supporting. They're, they're drinking their bush beers and going, you know what? You're going to be something someday. Maybe for some of them, the moms are the girlfriends. They, 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 I'd right. like you to meet my wife and sister. I love, But, dude, they're, <laughs> they're, like, they're dedicated. They have creeper drums. They spell creeper, K-R-E-A-P-R. So they got the cool Miss Spelling yeah, with the a K. spelling of it. They got this big ass skull. I mean, it's actually, it's not a bad stage get up. I mean, it's very redneck looking the way that they do it because they're like in their motor motorcycle outfits and then they just put like this freaking gip mask on freaking uh, oxygen mask. But it, it just looks very redneck. And Can you make that full screen? Because back here, it's hard to see. Oh, well, uh, so that. You know, there you go. There they you got go. their get up. The one guy's. Were, I, I can't. <laughs> I, see. But it's just really like a, shitty music. I think it's just really half-assed. But we need. But we didn't hear enough of it. I think we need to hear more. <laughs> it is a little like chugga chugga, isn't it? It's chugga chugga, but it has no heart or anything. The guy's just like you, a bar and some, but and but and that's it's like um iron that we saw a couple times. Ironhead, no, Ironhead's a legend in the area. Ironhead is a low dude. You know what we need to do for the show? Get them interviewed. Yes, Ironhead is a local cover band, and as they presented on all the bar signs in the douchebag suburb areas. It's like tonight, where at 8 o'clock. Reaper lives. <laughs> right. Where you live, and too, I motherfucker, live too, yeah. in an apartment. Even, even yours is even worse. Oh, mine is, yes. But That's tonight, it's at 8 o'clock. Come see Ironhead tear up the stage, doing such classics from Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, and Van Halen. <laughs> this is a night you're not going to forget. On. <laughs> oh, dude, and it's with great. Belly. Yes. It's got the fucking bass player is just this black dude wearing a clean 
Cleveland Indians baseball hat, just standing up there plucking away. Then you have the awesome guitar player who's just this skinny ass nerd with glasses. Not so much tearing it up, but you know they can he could kind of sort of play. Then you got the fat drummer guy with the do rag, the hipster dude. You know he's he's getting all the chicks. Dude, but we after play the show. all these shows everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we've been guy. doing tours of Cuyahoga County. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> wow, you've been touring around. Cleveland. I wish I could wow. remember that conversation. I heard oh, dude, it was great. But yeah, he's playing this, shows, but he's this fat redneck dude with a fucking. <laughs> bandana and then he's got a, a wife beater with a beer gut hanging out and then you have the singer where he's this he's the hippie young dude with the long gorgeous hair and he's got his bandana on it and then he's rocking the water bottle when <laughs> he's saying he's like and it's like so half-assed just like that band like oh but it's just like you know what dude? welcome to the jungle it's so bad it's but great which, we should better show like you know is the 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 middle-aged and older women that are completely oh, dude. unattractive, drunk. It is a phenomenal experience. To watch them dance and sing along and rock out and shake oh, their dude, heads with lovely. their bad, I, I, chemically I've, burnt hair and all that shit. I've seen Iron Head twice, and I'm a huge fan because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> They're awesome. I want to find their website so I can go to every one of their you shows. You know, didn't I videotape something? As they tour something? the county. Dude, maybe we can post. Maybe we can. Anyway, we have Barry Your Dead with the Sirens of Titan. Oh, one of these intros. Right. So beautiful. With a Bon Jovi-looking guitar. And Twirl on the drumstick. That is... So a bunch of tough guys rocking out, and uh, <laughs> dude, when are people gonna learn? That's all I gotta say. Like, this is the same shit. Moving on. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. Like. The singer's playing a guitar now, but then he was singing. Then the drummer's playing. Yeah, I, I couldn't playing follow drums. it either. Then they're in a junk. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Some crystal meth uh, mind game. So anyway, playing. that's really shitty music. And But one of their albums is Cover Your Tracks. And it actually it has every song has is named after a Tom Cruise movie. How cool is that, bros? <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> that me? is not cool at all. Do they? Yeah, oh, dude, we got the such first hit. song is Top Gun. When yeah, the worst and then Vanilla Sky, ever. and then we got Mission Impossible, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, The Outsiders, Mission Impossible Two. They even went and fuck. <laughs> we're gonna have Mission Impossible Three, and then maybe we're gonna have Ghost Protocol or whatever that next that latest one was. You know what though? I will say that um, that uh, is wait, dude. eyes wide shut. If you put it on mute, it's nice to watch because all the girls walking around naked. All right, but first, <laughs> it's an awful idea. What? First of all, I, as shitty as that music is, how how much further of a grave, a, a deeper grave, are you gonna dig yourself into shittiness as to, to a fucking? Really? And t- why Tom Cruise? Why right. not like a good he's actor? Awesome. Yeah, he's such a douche, man. <laughs> he's such a jack. I'm a Scientologist. Everybody. <laughs> Honestly, I could count on one hand how many how many Tom Cruise movies I've seen. 
Let alone like this. You know, if he's in a movie, I I I, I tend like, to not I can't watch, watch it. it. I can't. Right. Fuck, he's fucking. He's the worst runner. Ah, uh, but this reminds me of because like one of the same kind of thing of these fucking tough guy bands. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was telling me like back in the nineties he saw like a, you know, you go to one of those shows and it has one of those opener bands that shouldn't be there opening <laughs> for another band, and it's like you know, one of these new metal bullshit kind of bands. Sugar look at tough guys, and like and before this the song the guy's like, all right. So how many of you motherfuckers have seen the movie Speed? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking scary movie. <laughs> and <laughs> who the fuck is going? Like no one's gonna raise their hand because no one wanted to admit it. No one that yeah, Keanu Reeves. That's another. He was that was him. And um, I think we should raise our hands and say that we saw wow, Speed. Dude, what the fuck does it have to do with? <laughs> Why would you, Teddy? Like, first of all, who the fuck? So, like, who would admit to? Who the fuck would even be at that show and admit to seeing the movie Speed? So, no hands were raised. And then, <laughs> furthermore, why would you write a song about some, it? Some dude was there with his girlfriend. Went, woo! You know she did that. Like, oh, I got she a question probably for did. you. Who's probably going? Don't raise your hand, bitch. All right, Reapers. So, like, when you play Masked Murder, do you go? Hey everybody! Who all you motherfuckers who's seen the movie Halloween? You don't do that. You just play the fucking song. First of all, anytime I've ever said live and addressed the crowd as motherfuckers, I did it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly because it's so I'm cliche. Not gonna, yeah, that's so stupid. That's you know, so and there's guys there's, there's so many lead singers, <laughs> uh, frontmen that shouldn't address the crowd. There's there's only a few that seem to do it well. And they're in big bands that but have been around for decades. Right. That's, yeah, that's so whole, it's so cliche and stupid. Yeah, and then you follow with, "Have you seen the movie Speed?" <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so this is the next one called Mission Impossible Two because Tom Cruise is really a tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's dangerous, Ice. <laughs> oh wow. So you know, as I and, and the thing of it is though that as shitty as that new metal bullshit is. It, it it follows its way not into just that, and as I commented, you know, it's the same dun dun bum dun dun bum dun dun bum bum dun dun. Same shit. No soul. Gets, no character. Nothing. Of- but that's not just that bullshit. None of that. Not always that corporate crap. It's metal in general, and it's it's music in general, and and really, it's why why is originality non-existent? And I think honestly, it be, it comes to the fact that you know. Metal or anything, and we'll just talk about metal though. You know, metal has become a factory product more or less. You know, it has. It, 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 you it's marketable it now. It, and the thing is, is the stuff that they're marketing is is the soulless stuff because it's n- not the band soulless, but stuff without a soul. There's no there's no energy. It's th- these guys have th- they look a certain way, and this is popular now, so they're tough guys. So we can market to the tough guys that are you know yeah. wearing their pink shirts to the show with the collar. You well, know, it's, it's not even that. It's just this is what you need to do because right. this is the product of metal. It's like going to fucking McDonald's. Like I want a burger. Well. Burgers go on fucking bun, blam, done. There's nothing more to it. That's it, because that is a product. And just like anything, whether it be music, whether it be a burger, whether it be fucking milk, it once it becomes a product, it's stale crap, right? You know, and, and, and that's why anything that's independent is way better. You know, it's lacking right down to the guitar tones. Anything, it's just all figured out. No one's trying anything new. The guitar is almost taking place of the bass. It's so like, yeah. and it's there's no band sound anymore. Everything's just like. 
right up front, like it's so guitar driven. It's so bass heavy with it that it doesn't even give the bass any room to rock. But any of that, probably because the bass player, he's just some guy that they got to stand back. Well, I'm not talking about new metal. metal. I'm not talking about new metal. I'm talking about metal in general. It's just become a product. Like it's a lot of it's just become a fucking product. Even like when we're ripping on Sodom last week or Exodus, like all that later shit. It's all the same commercial sounding shitty ass record when they get a bigger band. Like no one can. Everyone just thinks inside the same box. I, you know, I almost think it's the opposite. I, I wonder if they, if these guys sit down and they go, you know, we we can't keep making bonded by blood, for example, Exodus, not to keep. Oh yeah, that's them. what they think, and and, and they want to they they want to try something new. I, I don't know. I'm guessing, you know, and it's like, um, are they wanting to not be told or accused of covering their first album over and over and over again? And they try to branch out, and then so now, you know, like in the '90s, new metal and alternative stuff became kind of popular and are they incorporating it to try to be original or are they doing it to try to sell records or is that the natural Dude, progress? They you know what I mean? Doing, no, they're totally doing it to sell fucking records because think yeah. about it. How do you have a band that's, you know, we'll use Exodus as an example. It's kind of peculiar though that come along in the fucking 90s and hey, that's how records sound or that's how records are and all of a sudden Hey, that's how well their records sound. Yeah. Their records are. Or then now everything sounds trigger, tinty, perfect timing, very computerized bullshit. Huh. Now we got it our is big two. four German bands sound just like that. We got our big fours sound like that. We got all this big <laughs> bullshit. Or just even underground bands or people that look up to that shit. It's the same soulless piece of crap that it is. And no one's pushing the bar. It's just, you know, as soon as a platform I, is established, no one raises the bar. Because no one's willing to go outside of that. They don't want us I'm afraid of giving a sour product. I mean, for instance... I don't like to bring up fucking gay ass Metallica, but it's a good example. Yes, James, perfect example. James learns how to fucking sing. Why? Because hey, that's how it's done. Well, that's how it must be. And, and last time Chuck made a good point. Fade to Black may have been the beginning of the end, you know, because they whether they really wanted to do that or not, I don't know. And then you know, was that the death knell? And then yeah, who knows what their motivations are? Uh, but I tell you, one thing you're, you're talking about: nothing's fresh and nothing's but disaster comes to mind that they just keep fucking i think kicking everybody's ass like the last record that just came out i fucking love it i think it's great what well, has been compromised to corporate crap no right. one threw a shitload of money their way yet or maybe they did and they had the heart to say no this is our art this is our form and if it's gonna pay off it's gonna pay off when we're true to ourselves because there's a demand for people that see it for that and not just this corporate product piece of shit right. that a zillion people want because that's all it is. But I mean, think about it. I mean, that that is that's corporate at its thing is you need to crank it out really fast on a fucking time and budget. And of course, it's going to be jeopardized to that. And that's how these fucking shitty ass bands do it. I think it sells to the need of being the honesty that it is. Like if it's that good, then yeah, people are going to follow it. And hey, if it takes that long to get it, they're going to wait. It's worth it. Yeah. They're worth the wait. And you know, no, and they don't see it that way. And, I mean, suspect enough. I'm, I, I, under, I understand the concept of it, but I think it's just shit. And you know, and that's kind of why that that mainstream bullshit to me. It's just it's just a blend of all bullshit, and it's just it it just works. So you can just keep cranking keep, out keep the cranking garbage, out man. Exactly. Just fucking just crank it all out. Yeah. Well, what? What? So what? Uncle Tom, you're gonna give us a fucking Christmas record this time? Just keep cranking it out, man. You got that name established. You got that look. You're an iconic metal guy. Right. It's gonna sound all polished and you shit. Know, the, the piercing your 
little chin thing here and your shaved head and your you know your well, Uncle Tom coat. doesn't have that. Well, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, just for whatever. But you know, the, the refreshing thing to that is what you say is like, you know, our friend Athenar. I guess he gets um, wined and dined by some of the bigger uh, deals, and he keeps saying no. He just wants to do it do it his way, and that's that, that's the kind of stuff that I think is really cool. Yeah. Well, that, D- that Danzig, he, Danzig wanted to take Midnight on tour. On tour. Yeah, I knew that because Dan, yeah. Danzig he personally approves of the bands that he plays with. He only plays with bands that he likes. It's like really Danzig. If you were such a fucking fan of metal and shit, like why would okay? So it's it takes all this big hype and shit for you to hear of Midnight. But you know you're just gonna stop there. You're not gonna look further. Like I like this Midnight band. Maybe there's other bands doing shit like that too. No, no, he's just gonna stop there. Yeah. <laughs>
like to kind of reminisce about the past to the present of how things were and how things are. And one of the biggest things that we never really touched upon, and we were touching upon it in the car the other day while Eddie was driving, but uh, was the fact that uh, discovering new music back when we were young, and obviously I was young at a different time that you were, <laughs> you know, a different, obviously, uh, generation yeah. to, uh, and, that, and that's kind of cool for this this topic. But it was funny that we, <laughs> we were fucking driving the other day, talking talk about it. Eddie's, Eddie's driving, and we come up to a stoplight. And you know it's it's red, and we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's a there's a, a, a turning arrow goes for the one lane, and then Eddie, so then Eddie just starts to drive a little bit, and then he fucking honks the horn at himself. <laughs> well, all right. Normally, I'm a very good driver, but we were, I was really in this discussion, and it's a del- like one of the delayed greens where you get the the red for straight, but you can turn left, and then and I, I the car next to me started to go. I saw the green, and I st- I, I let the clutch out, got out of the first gear, and I was totally disengaged. Because you drive a stick. I drive a stick. And all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, this is red. That's not the only stick you drive other than... Stop it. You know, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. So, <laughs> then Reaper's like... Whoa, 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 and I jam on the brakes, and yes, I beeped one because I was grabbing the whole. The, Dude, it was fucking. Hurt. Butt, and, but I was letting everybody know that I was fucking up. <laughs> Pay attention, I, a douchebag at the wheel for temporarily. You know, for me though, when I was a kid, before the internet and stuff, you had a luxury of. It always went like that, you know, friends or big brother, big sister, whatnot, dad, mom, maybe whatever. Um, they would get you in the music, kind of introduce you to stuff, and. You know, I had that, and my brothers and I kind of, well, we kind of tumble a lot of shit on our own, and there would be times where, like, you know, hey, check this out, and I, I would find out stuff, but for the most part, we kind of tumble upon stuff on our own, and, you know, they ventured upon into their own thing. I kind of went my own way, and then I think we kind of saw a sort of common ground as adults now, or, you know, we all... You talking about yeah. you and your brothers? I think that's what I meant yeah, when yeah. I said brothers. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you meant also like your family because I know you know. Uh, not so much. Not so much uh, is huge in the metal. Like you know, obviously with the you know just the immediate family with brothers and stuff. But the main thing that was is like even bigger bands. Though when you're a kid, you don't know, man. I mean, unless you're watching MTV and shit, that was what it was then. And I sure as fuck wasn't watching that because that shit was horrible. It was horrible, I was, dude. I was yeah. growing up in the '90s. It was a little bit different in the '80s, but growing up in the '90s, that shit was bad. Yeah, I mean, it was unlistenable. It, it, it still is. I, I grew up in the, in the well I haven't grown up yet but I, I grew up in the <laughs> 80s you know in in 80 I, w- I was born in 73 so you know do the math I had to rely on friends and friends older brothers but a lot of them so like early on like really young like you know single digit age like I heard like you know guitar driven stuff whether it was Sabbath or Van Halen I was like yeah I really like this stuff and I started buying it and I remember I had a kid it's like this family that there was like three brothers one was my age and the oldest brother had a bunch of Iron Maiden pins and bandanas and stuff and and I thought that that just looked cool as hell and I, I remember I was walking through some record store or somewhere and they were playing the video for uh, the trooper and I was like I gotta get this so I went to the tape store waxy maxis where I lived in uh just outside of D.C., and bought that. And then I started buying records and CDs on pictures alone there for a while. My first Slayer record I bought, um, Showing No Mercy, was because of the, the, the cover. Yeah. On it. Or it was a tape, actually, because I had a tape player. Dude, I think every kid fucking bought Iron Maiden records because of the covers. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what got them going back, you know, in the you know in, in England. Yeah, well, and then for me, obviously, like, there was one of the biggest things. Like, we had, like, our... our, our oldest brother he had fucking like he went into the army 
and he left behind Sacred Reich. I had like a totally different introductory. Like, I mean, I knew like when I was like freaking six, you know, I would listen to my dad's records, and I think like the first band I heard was like Mountain Mississippi right, Queen, right. you know, in kindergarten. Like, what's your favorite song? Everyone's like putting I don't know Barney and all this bullshit. I'm like Mountain Mississippi Queen. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I was. You know, I, don't remember, I don't think it was Mountain, but it was something like. Oh that. yeah, I fucking love the hell out of that song. I still do. And uh, you know, it was, it, it was all it was all about rock and shit. And that's how I found it. Either going through his collection and stuff, you know, and he found out. Actually, it was a little while. I, I didn't know. I didn't know who Sabbath was until he heard us listening to Sacred Reich and they did the freaking cover of War Pace. Like, That's Black Sabbath. It's like, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you check it out. Like, oh, okay, cool. And so it's interesting. And, you know, you had it that way. And I think that still exists today. For but sure. Then, but then, you know, there's more stuff. There's more big, bigger stuff that you still, you can't, that it, maybe they didn't get into or maybe it didn't have as much push. I mean, everyone knows fucking Sabbath or Van Halen or any of that bullshit. Yeah. But, you know. Probably not but many I, people know Iron Maiden. You know, that's, they're pretty underground. The, no, no, they do, they do, they do. But I, I think that. Back then, they di- didn't. That's a totally different conversation of his own. But Maiden had a different push. They don't, you don't hear them on the radio and shit all the time. Right, right, right. At least not here. Songs are too long, yeah. So, but, but fuck all that. So I don't want to turn this into a big mainstream bullshit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this shit tends to go to her. There's shit that you're not going to find out from that big brother, that thing. And, and there's going to be, well, how do you find out about music? And for me, I remember the freaking, you know, buy 10 CDs, get one free music clubs or not. Yeah. BMG, BMG, that was one of them. Right. I would go in there. I'd look at the metal section. And it's like, you know, well, who's this... Twisted Sister or something. I remember I saw I was like, like I remember when Slipknot first came and I saw like a picture of him. I was like, that looks like shit. <laughs> exactly. And for was, years I hated that band. Yeah. I never even heard them. And I was like, I fucking hate that band. I would see kids at school wearing their shirts and stuff. So like, I fucking hate that band. They're so goddamn shitty. It's like, would you ever hear them? No. <laughs> they fucking suck. <laughs> and then I find like I was kind of like, funny though. And then I would hear like, oh, they're just fucking screaming. It's brutal music. It's like really, it's not really. Brutal. So now I got uh, I got and this is like going on a way term, but it's kind of funny I guess in a way. But I got involved in collecting concert videos bootleg concert videos people that yeah. go in there film the concert I would get there and I would, I would tape trade get a bunch of VHS tapes and like this guy had on his trade list he had the Slipknot unmasked footage and I was just like you know Who what cares? I know a fucktard that kind of thinks he's friends with me that loves that band I was like so I went in the school I was like hey man I can get you Slipknot unmasked footage how much do you think that's worth it's like I'll give you 50 bucks for that Sold, motherfucker! I got it. <laughs> that was dude, about that seventy-five. Was, I, oh hell yeah, dude! I was like fifteen. I was like, yeah, <laughs> for 50, yeah. 50 easy fucking dollars. And I got I was that was so that was. But I was I was like, I gotta see this. I gotta see what I hate. So they had a music video on there too, and it was fucking rap, dude. Yeah, it's, squ- it's, it, it was so rap. It had squeaky turntables on it. I mean, he was literally a, a, a DJ squeaking chop-a, chop-a, records. Chop-a, yeah, what, what, what? I was like this, and then it's like. It's like, dude, this is this isn't metal. This is horrible. It, it, I, I hated it for years, and I knew why. I didn't even have to hear it. <laughs> it's funny because what brought this up in my mind was I was thinking back to 10, 15 years ago when I was, you know, God, you know, how hard it was to find good metal back then, at least for me. I Luckily, there was my mind's eye in... Um, Lakewood here. It's it's a record store in Lakewood. Okay, that was you know, and, and you know and, and Charles who works there. He he was a good source of music. But like my friends, same thing. I I had a a, a buddy of mine. Like he would 
it, he was such a douche. Anyway, he gives me this burn slipknot. He's like, dude, I know, I, I know, I don't think you're gonna like these guys, but you should try them out. And and I, I was like, you know what? I will. I'll be open minded about it. And it was so fucking horrible. It was so. It, it wasn't like a conglomerate of music. It was in sound. It, it was awful. And I'm just thinking, fuck. If if only there was a good place to get good metal or to find it. And you know, and luckily you and I became friends. And you know, it, I, it, the Hell's Headbangers thing, which is great because that's where I buy a lot of stuff now. But there for a long time trying to find good music, it was really really hard. And that's what's cool about you know when people. Well, eat that was Alice. kind of an interesting upon meeting you. Is you're such. You know, however many years older than me, that you would think it'd be the other way around. Like I'm showing you shit, rather than you. Like you know, you'd be like, "Hey, check this out." But it's like it's the other way around, and the, and it's not a dig. It's not a thing. It's just it's who you surround your, yourself with. And like you're saying, you, I mean, you need new friends because if you have a friend that's burning your slip, yeah, that's not no friend of yours. But that's another way of finding. You got people that'll burn your shit and all that, and or and even or networking. That's another way of finding yeah, yeah. out shit. But and and but like where I was going with that BMG store, I would go in the BMG's catalog. I would find out like there was bigger shit that I didn't know of. I corrosive fuck, conformity. Or, I think or, I or got get it. that, or maybe uh, yeah, 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 that or fuck, even Megadeth for the first time. You didn't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I found out about different ways. But people get the point. We I would I would go in there and like yeah, I would read the description. I'm like, well, this sounds interesting. And there was a local store that they would sell used CDs, and you could listen to it before yeah, you yeah, yeah. buy it. So I'd go in there. I had this big fucking list of bands that I wanted to hear. And I'd go in there and I'd spend all day. I wouldn't buy anything because I didn't have any money. <laughs> Mom right, would right. drive me up there because we lived out in the fucking boonies. We would go up to the suburbs and fucking I would sit there for hours and, and find out. That's how I found out about stuff. And, and, you, and, then, you, and then you you establish a, a love for metal. Then, you know, I was like, I got to get a job. I got to buy stuff. Right. So then, you know, and you start buying stuff. And then, you know, through wanting to do music, you, you meet people and you, you, you know, do it that way. And it, that's maybe a bit since you know i think you and i perhaps you have a little bit of a different i mean i know back in the 80s and stuff there was the tape trading and stuff which obviously you didn't do much of but there was probably a little bit of a difference but i think we generation wise without the luxury of the internet i mean it was just up and coming you know as i was growing up i could safely say that when i first heard do you got an email it's like what the fuck is an email yeah yeah you know i don't i don't know it was that cross that transition so i was still able to experience that old school thing and i think that so now though it's like dude there's endless mediums now to i think and you you tended to seem to disagree with me but i think it's preposterous if you can't fucking find out something that fascinating like if you're in the underground music dude it's easy as fuck to find it out under, under dude, the underground technically if you if you present it as a perspective of going to shows then it exists but in the real world of how it's what the underground really meant that doesn't fucking exist we're shit man no I mean, it, it it's just there's so much shit that you ha- literally shit you've got to filter you, through dude, it. it's so easy and that's to filter right through it though I guess, and it may, maybe it was a matter. Think of, about it. All right, think about it. You got such avenues to go through. You can go. You can listen to podcasts. Well, you now know? there's podcasts. Yeah, there's. Now, yeah, now that's what we're talking 15 about. Years no, fifteen years ago, I'm not talking okay. about fifteen years now. Ago. Okay, now, well, now that's now. why yeah. I said now. Okay, <laughs> what the internet I missed now? now. <laughs> Apparently, I have a hearing problem. Brothers, now the, these are key words Eddie, in this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, now you have podcasts. You have the fucking internet, dude. Yet I remember when MySpace came around. Everyone know, has anyone that was old enough to remember how MySpace was. Not even that was that long ago, yeah. but you know. 
Five years. Hey, is, when he was old enough to remember MySpace. Well, yeah, I was like fucking. Uh, dude, you might have a fifteen-year-old kid now. Is going. I, I don't remember MySpace because he was ten then. He exactly. Couldn't, he couldn't exactly. Have one. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Five years makes a difference in the it world. It does. It's weird. Yeah. So, but anyway, you know. So you had. You had my, I remember when that came around. Everyone could probably remember that. Remembers it. Was going. Hey, I remember how many fucking stupid ass bands would be adding me as their friend because they wanted me to check it out. But you could find them out that way. You could do searches of fucking Facebook now. As confusing as that bullshit is, it confuses me. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. Bandcamp. You Wait, can go the there. Metallium, whatever the the uh, metal archives. Metal go archives, to fucking yeah. metal archives. iTunes. I don't use that bullshit, but I just for whatever day I had a, someone ask me if. Uh, by the way, you can yes, you can get Crucify Mortals on iTunes. That's what it was. Someone asked me today, can I get Crucify Mortals on iTunes? I was like, I don't know. So I searched <laughs> my own band out, and you do, and it pff, it came up. But then it gives you related artists. What did other people buy? It's just like click on that bullshit. I mean, if someone bought Crucify Mortals and then fucking Slipknot, I'd be goddamn insulted. But then I saw what else they bought. I I forgot who it was. I was semi-insulted. <laughs> it was just one of those <laughs> kitty thrash bands. But, but you know, you know it, it puts you in the, the right kind of direction. And and furthermore, go to fucking Hell's Headbangers and just and fucking play the records. Right? Well, or check out that shit. Or record label, any any record label, but Hell's Headbangers, since it sponsors the show, go through there. Just start looking at anything that's on the label, and you go, I've never heard of this shit. How am I going to hear it? This is really the question, Reaper. How am I going to hear it? You go to YouTube. You find a band that looks cool. You go to YouTube. You type it in. Bam. You, you know You're listening. I spawn a lot of shit about that. And you know what's funny about all that, though, is because, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I was... I, I was lucky. I had this heavy metal band, Rothschild, that lived down the street from me, or at least the, the, the photographer guy did. And he pointed me in the right direction. I had a good guitar teacher that did that. So, like, now with, with all this technology, like, I would use it for other things, but, like, oh, yeah, look up metal music. Never thought to do that because I'm used to hearing it from other people. You know what I mean? Fuck it, other people. Yeah, because then you're just going to get you're some jackass's your fucking opinion. wheels. Right, right. You're going to get some jackass's opinion upon something, and then you're going to have someone that you thought was a friend burning you a goddamn <laughs> fuck it's Exactly. And then you're looking, and then you go and you, you play it, and it's like, what the what, what, what? And it's like, this isn't what the fuck I like. And then he comes back. What did you think of Slipknot? Like, I thought it was suck. fucking shitty, and I also have to say, I don't think we're friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is no fucking excuse to anyone. I mean, because I remember growing up too, man, where you're wearing metal t-shirts, and it wasn't even that underground stuff. But well, how do you find out about these bands? And it's just like, because I fucking look. Yeah, I'm into it. Yep. You're, just a, you're just another jackass dumb fuck that just can't find anything on his own because it's like you, you it's like a roadmap, man. You follow signs. You use what's given to you. The internet's a very great tool. You can find anything, anything. Dude, you can just even type in the Google. Whatever kind of metal you like, underground, such and such, it'll at least point you in somewhat of a direction. Maybe even this fucking show will come up, or Hell's Headbangers, or any other freaking label. And it, you got, there's no excuse. And, and you know what, though? Sometimes it's kind of cool to just go out and on a whim buy a fucking CD or a record because it looks cool. And you know, and then you find well, out a lot about it. Download it. Well, yeah, which it's, fuck that. Well, some people might be into that, but at least pay for the goddamn thing. Yeah, pay for it, yeah, but... I mean, I could see, like... Stick your I, neck out. You never know.
Attention, Hellcast listeners! You like what you hear, but don't have enough cash? Or maybe you're in search of a deal. Well, you cheap fuck, today you're in luck. Go to hellsheadbangers.com, enter the word jackass as a discount code, and you will get 10% off any and all the titles featured on this episode. So, you don't know what you heard? Check out the playlist at hellcast.hellsheadbangers.com. There's even a link for your lazy ass. So hurry the fuck up, because the stock is limited, and this offer is only going on for two weeks. Oh, 
I'd like to welcome Adam Zars from Tribulation to the show. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you very much. You know, I first discovered Tribulation in 2006 when I purchased the Putrid Rebirth 7-inch. It was the uh-huh. early days of Blood Harvest Records, and for me at that time, I could buy any one of their releases without hearing the first and then you know, be satisfied knowing of a great new band, and that was definitely the case with Tribulation. And then as I'm sure with most record collectors, though, you find yourself, you get a lot of stuff, and all your stuff gets buried away, but then you come across it again, and it's always a fresh you know, sound again to hear it from, you know, and, uh, and that was definitely kind of the case with Tribulation, and then when the album The Horror came out and introduced me to the band again, it was kind of like a, oh yeah, I remember that 7-inch, and much to my surprise, though, the reminiscent early Morbid Angel sound that I thought was on the Putrid Rebirth 7-inch had been transformed into a more darker Swedish death metal sound, kind of comparable to Repugnant. Did things take a natural progression, or were you trying to find a darker sound for the apparent horror theme you were going with? Yeah, if, I don't know. It's, that's always been the, the case with us, I think. We do whatever comes out, and it's different every time we do something so it, it was just the i don't know a natural step i guess between those two releases it was uh, you know you, you always try to get away from your or we do it from our you know first influences and morbid angel was a heavy one of course mm-hmm. and i guess with the horror we, we kind of took our first step into doing tribulation instead of trying to sound like 
another band, I guess. Right. So that was the first. That was the first step. And, I, and a lot of people I've noticed in interviews and stuff will be asking you about uh, saying that the predecessor to Tribulation was the band Hazard and it changed, but you just changed the <laughs> name, which you, you've obviously corrected them and said it was just an entirely different band. And I've never actually heard the Hazard material. Was that more so kind of like the Putrid Rebirth 7-inch 2, or was that something? No, different? no, it was completely different. It was, we, I mean, we started Hazard in, when we were like 12 and 13. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We played some sort of heavy metal slash thrash metal, I guess. It was uh, it was just a teenage band, but completely different from Tribulation. It, it, the only thing that was... I mean, it, it was pretty much the same members. We kind of... That band kind of split into Enforcer and Tribulation. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Bands which you've had mo- yeah. both involvement with. Yeah, that's right. I haven't really done my homework enough to have read through all the lyrics, but my speculation is that unlike a lot of bands, you don't base your lyrics on horror movies and actually write up your own dark tales of sorts. Well, the lyrics for the horror was kind of... We we use some horror movies for, you know, kind of like a medium to Mm -hmm. transfer, I don't know, feeling, the expression. And uh, I, I guess we used, like... The Omen and Almost obviously. But it wasn't, we, we didn't really write about the movies, just about the, 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 the feeling, the essence. We tried to transfer the same feeling we get from, from watching a movie like Nosferatu, the one from 1922 or Werner Herzog's. It's, uh, they're both equally as good, I think, and they both contain that eerie darkness that we were trying to get across with, but with both the lyrics and the music for the horror. That's a good influence. I'm a very big Nosferatu fan myself. Anyone oh, knows yeah. me, if, oh, I got them on my arm, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's, posters that's cool. and figurines and all that all, all over the house, so <laughs> big <Yeah>. fan. <laughs> March 1st marks the release date of the new Tribulation album, The Formulas of Death, and while I've, I've only heard one song from the record, uh, again, it sounds as though there is a, a subtle change in sound, one of which I find to be refreshing, since I find that most bands in any form of metal really just lack in trying to add their own touch to the generic formula that makes the genre. Would you agree with such a statement, and perhaps is why there continues to be kind of a change in the Tribulation sound? I would agree, yes. But the change is inevitable, I- I'd mm-hmm. say. We couldn't write another album like The Horror Evening. We tried to. It was. It would sound crap <laughs> because it wouldn't be the honest, you know, version from our side. It's just the new songs are the new. It is a conscious decision, I, I guess, but it's not. We didn't try to. We didn't strive in, you know, to go in any specific direction. It's just the the, the new album is music and melody in transformed into this well extreme metal that we that we play it, that's the only barrier i guess or bo- boundary I, that that we have it's it's bound to sound like you know tribulation right but it, it's more music to me the new album mm-hmm. the old album was we wrote metal songs to be on a metal record now we now we just wrote music that turned into metal of course but it's it's a different approach i guess okay yeah it seems like a lot of bands they'll set out to try to be more diverse in their sound and they totally fail it'll sound sound like a a completely different band and you know what when i say that it sounds different 
I don't mean that it's like whoa, who's who's this band? Like it's it just has more diversity. I, I would say the would be the proper word, and I I think that you know that's what a lot of people tend to want out of a band because obviously they don't want the same record over and over. But then again, they don't want something that steers off to a totally different band. And I think it's a, a respectable thing that a band to be able to accomplish, to be able to put out a different record, but still maintain their sound and identity as a band, as opposed to just put out an entirely different record. And you're just like, you don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be a rock and roll album. It's going to be a heavy metal album. It's going to be a death metal album. It's like, <laughs> you don't know. And there's a lot of bands yeah. that do that. I so. guess you, you have to put a stop to it somewhere. But it's, yeah. I think the new album will be more divided than the previous one everyone seemed to like the the first one but i think some people will hate the new album oh really I, i think you really have to listen to it yeah it might be one of those where you gotta digest it a little bit longer than the other one where it just hits you in the face yeah i think so i guess we'll find out on march 1st <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see you know time and time again we hear yet another band playing with the same buzzsaw iconic swedish guitar sound it's as almost like there's some sort of pride that blinds these bands to seeing the reality that they're delivering nothing new or exciting as a band who hasn't gone down that obvious path what is your stance on that statement well from our side we never even tried to do that because those bands were never our favorite bands i mean i like nihilist and early entombed but I've always liked, you know, Morbid Angel better. Or, or the other Swedish bands like Morbid or Treblinka or Tiamat. I, I like those bands better than the typical, you know, Swedish death metal sound. Right. And I agree. <laughs> there are a lot of bands who do nothing new. <laughs> I don't listen to it because I think it's kind of dull. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I agree. What would be the point in you hearing the same record that's been done a zillion other times? Yeah, I mean, maybe... There's something in it for the band that they like to play live or something. You know, some people will always like everything that's put out. <laughs> I agree. I don't know why, but, you know, it's just a thing. I don't, I don't really think people listen to music that much. They just hear this new band and it, it looks cool and it sounds the right way. I don't know. I, I don't do that. So it's kind of boring to me. Yeah, I, I want something else, <laughs> you know. Something that makes you feel something or, you know, react in a certain way rather than just be background noise. Yeah, you have to use something creative, I guess. Otherwise, yeah. it's just dull again. <laughs> right. I, you know, I say pride, too, when I reference that question. It seemed like when that Swedish death metal book came out, I can't pinpoint an exact moment where I got the feeling there was a, a huge pride towards all these Swedish bands with that same sound. But uh, definitely there was something that occurred that was. And uh, it was just kind of like, and you, you flip through that book and all that, and you're just kind of like, you're proud of like all the stuff that's the same exact thing. <laughs> it, it, and, you know, having living in Sweden, maybe you could correct me or not, but is that something you kind of notice from people that there is like this whole just Swedish pride that like, yeah, hey, this is the got iconic death metal sound for our country or or maybe not. Maybe I'm just going off on a limb. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Because uh, there's proof, because everyone sounds like that. So <laughs> there's got to be some pride, pride in it. I've never felt that proud of anything, you know, that's connected to being from a certain country. And, you know, I, I'm more interested in exchanging, I don't know, ideas. And like-minded people, who cares where they're from? And I, I don't feel bound to a certain 
Swedish sound right. that I have to imitate <laughs> because I'm a Swede. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's some sort of pride in it. There's always pride in, yeah. in everything. <laughs> and sometimes it can make things rather sterile, and this would kind, yeah, of, be the, yeah. <laughs> kind of be the case. You know, I, earlier I had compared your sound to Repugnant, and as I'm sure a lot of people know, you have been involved with Repugnant, and since a lot of people seem to wonder, myself included, I must ask, what is going on with the band, and has there been any new material written when the band was active a few years ago for the shows you have done? Or perhaps, maybe it may be safe to say that a certain frontman of the band has been very busy as an anonymous pope. Well, there are new songs, yeah. There's pretty much the whole album, I think. Really? And uh, Yeah, it will be recorded one day. I just heard that maybe in two years, maybe in four. We don't know, but there's going to be another album, yeah. But we don't know when. So just lacking of time at this point. Maybe. You know, you had been the guitarist for Enforcer for a few years. What happened that you decided to quit the band? A lot of things, but mainly because I wanted to do my my own thing, I guess. And that's Tribulation. Wanted more time for for Tribulation, yeah. I mean, playing in Enforcer was, was always good, I think. But it just wasn't... 100% 100% for me, so I quit the band, but we're all friends, so <laughs> that's a good good part, I think. There wasn't, you know, bad feelings or anything. You know, Tribulation right. was the obvious choice for me. And, and around, like, 2005, you know, Thrash had its comeback in a very retro form, and in the midst of all of it all, there was, you know, Heavy Metal was kind of alongside it, and I felt mm-hmm. that this era was... Mostly a stale trend done by kids, which I knew would disappear after the trend had passed. And, of course, that was the inevitable outcome. Among, though, the, the trend bands, there were obviously ones you know who did have their hearts in the right place and had persevered through his time, as there always is. Enforcer, I felt, was, was kind of one of them as well. Uh, you know, being in a band that was lumped into that scene, if you want to call it, was that something that kind of bothered you or had any effect on you it did at the time yeah because i didn't like any of those fresh bands <laughs> and i didn't think we were playing fresh metal i guess we did play some kind of speed metal but i always saw it as just heavy metal right the songs i wrote and the things i wrote were just heavy metal rock <laughs> right nothing to do with that with the fresh metal scene so yeah, we we kind we were kind of bothered at times by that. If it did something, if it gave us some, you know, not attention, but you know, maybe it took us somewhere. That's good, I guess. But now I don't care. But yeah, we were kind of bothered. Yeah, it seems like pe- more people would see it as this is a cool thing, as any trim would be, and that that would get the attention rather than appreciating the band for the music that it is. Mm, yeah, but we were never like that. We were <laughs> always kind of the opposite like i said we were more bothered by it. even the there's some sort of heavy metal trend i guess that's going on at the moment as well and crap most of it like every other trend it's, it's a strange thing i think well you, you see who the real deal when the trend passes because the, the ones that are the real deal are going to still be around and yeah. the, you know the ones obviously that weren't anything are gone, and that's a lot of those thrash or you know heavy metal bands that were at that time. And you know I still see that Enforcer still putting out records and stuff. So no, yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah. obviously that's a, a true uh, result as who who is true and who is fake. Yeah, but I mean, like I like I told you earlier, we the Hazard thing, we 
started back in like 2001. Right. <laughs> no thrash scene going on back then. And if there was some scene, we didn't know about it because we were kids. You know. Right. So it's it's still <laughs> pretty much the basis of everything. It's it's the same for us now in any band as it was back then, and that's not that trendy, I guess. <laughs> Kind of on the same lines, I've seen numerous interviews where you were asked about being an old school death metal band, and we've discussed mm-hmm. it on the show before. That at this point, you know, it's such an overused term since everyone now labels themselves as an old school band, and it really lends to question who was ever the new school bands, or and <laughs> wouldn't it just be simply put at death metal at this point? I mean, what is your take on yeah. this overuse of? old school well the new tribulation is new school that's what i'd say (laughs) it's been a long time actually since i did an interview answering that question but i I guess it's still the same i don't care (laughs) i have to say but old school i guess we did play some kind of old school death metal but it wasn't like i've always said before it wasn't old school for us it was just death metal you know what we were trying to do in the beginning was just playing death metal for what we considered being death metal and I mean, I guess again that you could call it old school, but what's this other death metal then? <laughs> I've never heard it. <laughs> right. How does that describe one's band if you don't know, you can't pinpoint who was the new school, and if everyone else is calling themselves old school, then you would think that if the masses are just labeling it as one thing, then I would just say drop the school and just death metal. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I still would say if someone asked me what we were playing today. I'd say we play death metal. I don't think everyone would agree, but you know, it's a simple answer. Just listen to the music. Why, why, why label it? I agree, and yeah, the labels are pretty ridiculous. I mean, I, I think something a little more relevant if it was like, hey, a Swedish death metal as opposed to American yeah. death metal. Something that kind of puts a spin on it. Old school death metal. I can't exactly wrap my finger around. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> no, and it's 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 limiting any label. It's it's a good it, it's a good thing to start somewhere, especially if you're a kid or a teenager. You have to you know kind of begin somewhere, and it's very easy to say, well, let's start a band, let's play this kind of metal or this kind of whatever. Right. At least that's my point of view from my band. <laughs> I don't care about other bands do they can say we want to play this old school death metal and we don't want to you know venture anywhere outside of that and they can probably produce fantastic music maybe but that's not for us that's not tribulation you know and kind of going off on a totally different uh form of question it was something that we were talking about before the interview but uh mm-hmm. you know it seems a lot of swedish television or perhaps just pop culture comes from the american media and so I wonder, clearly, as yourself being a horror fan and myself as well, uh, is, is there any form of like a Swedish horror? I mean, I'm aware of a few movies like Corridor or, of course, The the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which aren't exactly full-blown horror movies or maybe just thrillers, but there's some sort of you know cinema going on in Sweden. But is there one that's more just horror? I guess we did have some... I don't know if, if they make anyone uh, any movies now, but there are some old classics. I think one of them is, I, I have the Swedish title in my head, but I think it's called Terror in the Land of the Midnight Sun in English. It's like this <laughs> UFO sci-fi horror. I think it was the most expensive movie in, 
ever made in Sweden for a very long time. I think it's from the 60s. Oh, wow. And we have a few more from, from the 60s and the 70s. Might be safe to say, though, that uh, Tribulation's influences don't have any sort of Swedish one, obscure Swedish movies or anything, and it's pretty much no, a lot they're, of they're German and Italian. <laughs> and American, of course. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to steer clear of, of all three, really. <laughs> yeah, well... And and talking about movies, though, it, it seems that most horror fans see CGI or modern film effects as a detriment, commercial crap, if you will. However, I, I can see one's preference to something that looks realistic as more modern films happen to be. While mm-hmm. in music, there's kind of a similar phenomenon with modern technology, but the sound is being jeopardized, and to me it sounds fake. How do you feel about a modern production in film as well as a modern production for music? Well, I don't care if it's modern, as long as it's good, I guess. I, I think what, why people, especially in music, why they strive to get you know an old-school sound is because it's, in lack of a better word, it's, it's organic. <laughs> it's more alive. It's not that sterile, I guess. And I don't think you should strive to you know sound old old to me is just it just sounds better i think it's, it sounds like actual drums maybe an actual you know guitar coming from an amplifier rather than triggered drums i guess it's most right. of the time it's just awful yeah it's bland yeah it's and i don't know modern films i don't really <laughs> watch a lot of modern films to be honest but if it if it looks good then i'm old. i'm fine with it if it's but most of the, most of the times I think new it doesn't have to be horror movies just new effects or, or movies especially in, you know not just the effects everything is made in the computer and, and looks it, it looks as yeah, exactly sometimes the, the the old stuff looked better because it I mean in a way it was real because they had to create it themselves rather than yeah. just a stupid computer and I, I I understand why people don't. You know, like the special effects from a movie like The Beyond, you know, with the stiff spiders and everything. But it's <laughs> and it's a bit funny, I think, as well. But it, I guess, I prefer the the old effects better. But it's as long as it look it looks good, I'm fine with it. Now, with Tribulations, obviously got a, a very good production on you know the the album, the horror, and then you know, as we'll soon hear from the new record as well. What is the recording process for you? Like, obviously probably don't prefer to do trigger drums or anything of the like you can use triggers it has to enhance the sound you can't use triggers to make your drums sound like a cardboard box or something you know <laughs> and it, i mean it's it's recorded digitally mm-hmm. it's not analog or anything but as long as again as long as it sounds good it's good enough for me recording digitally is just an easier way it's saves tons of time. The, I don't know, the recording process was special this time. We did the drums in Stockholm with Tawuda from Necromorbus, and then we recorded the rest with Jonas, the drummer from Enforcer, in our hometown. We all live in Stockholm now, but we went back to our hometown in the forests of <laughs> Western Sweden, and uh, we were there for like three weeks. We kind of built the studio not from scratch but we made it our own room it was it was really nice it we we needed to do that <laughs> i think we kind of created our own 
atmosphere, I guess. As said, March 1st, the formulas of death will be released. So we'll take a listen to one of the tracks on there, Wanderer in the Outer Darkness. And what's a little bit of insight to that song? Maybe lyrical theme or just a cool story recording it? It's the first song we wrote to the album. And we started writing it in a hotel in Croatia on a tour we did when the last two gigs, I think, were cancelled, and we had to stay in this hotel, and that's the start of the formulas of that. Well, Adam, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you, and I appreciate you taking time to come on the show, man. Yeah, well, thank you.
You know, it was a topic that was brought up to Adam, and it was something I wanted to touch more upon. Was uh, you know the yeah, fact yeah. that uh, the, you know with movies and music, there's a big production that yeah. goes on, and you know we're not going to go too much on the movie aspect. Maybe people that were bored by that part, but you know he was in the horror movies and stuff, so I had to ask him. But uh, it was it was yeah, it was just cool to always hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No surprise. But it was something that I was kind of curious because it seems like within movies and music, it's totally the big production is a little more acceptable in the movie world. And with music, I mean, you think obviously you're going to find good in both. But the real question is, does it impair one's enjoyment from the production? And I think you're probably going to find my speculation, at least, is that you're probably going to find more of a tolerance towards movies as opposed to music. Uh, the last few like modern horror movies I've seen with the big budgets in the, in the theaters, I've been thoroughly disappointed with. Yeah. And some of the maybe, I can't think off the top of my head, but maybe higher budget bands, underground higher budget bands, like I brought up Disaster before. I, I haven't been as... Even going back to remember that movie Eight Millimeter that was so like that fucking train crash it was so it was horrific and it, I don't even know if it's a big budget to do the computer aided design CAD I don't even think they call that it anymore the underlying question or, or the 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 way to present it then is more or less you know music and mu- movies obviously the, the technology has made it easier to get both done quicker and more cost effective with movies it's obviously more you know flashy looking you can make it look more realistic which that's up to argument but yeah. with music you can crank it out quicker because like for instance i think drums suffer a lot with music that you know you can create a freaking essentially a fake drum sound and make it sound crystal clear and perfect and it's just like I, I don't think it, you I think can it's take a, a drum set and hit this tom record it this time record it and program your thing to play your drum. well you don't yeah, even and put that's a, bad yeah well and and that's the thing is you, for instance too to go on that thing like if you had a movie with bad acting yeah that's probably gonna kill the film well it, maybe not I watched uh, the original My Bloody Valentine the other day there's some bad acting in it but that's a fucking awesome movie <laughs> right but it, I think. More so, bad acting would kill the film. A lot of questions you can raise towards it is they're very contradictory to themselves because it's like, like I said, you know, what about bad acting? So the equivalent to that would be, well, what if they played sloppy on a record? They're off time or something's like, 
and there's a lot of records that everyone likes. And to I mean, to me, I often raise the thing is like, it's a, it's a very fucking sloppy record. But then someone will come back and be like, yeah, but you like such and such record. That's kind of sloppy. Why is that any difference? It's like you got me. <laughs> I, well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with whether they're it's a big budget movie or a big budget album or whatever. Like Judas Priest versus Tribulation. Judas Priest has sky's the limit. Record you know as many takes as you need. That is actually an interesting point because it makes shit easier. And from experience recording, however many fucking records I've recorded, when you get halfway through and you just go make one bad note on a fucking guitar, and now you got to do a goddamn five minute song all, all over, over again, again because it's you're on- bullshit. I mean, you want the the easy. I mean, re- when it was fucking analog, it wasn't so easy to do so and it'd be you know seamless. And you've experienced that with my gear recording, doing shit with, with me. Right, like right. I got more old school, you know, older school the way that I do it. And it is, it's less seamless. But I think that it's, it just it makes more sense. And that's makes technology. More sense. That it, to make it easier to get a good performance done, because obviously there's going to be mistakes anyway, shape, or form. But it, to a good performance, if it has one little slight little minute problem with it, that's where I think it works out. And that's why I think it's an interesting... character. It's an interesting... Well, no. Um, it doesn't... Okay, so, so you fucked up. You know, if it was real, the real, you'd have to do the whole fucking thing over. Right, right, right. If it's now, you don't have to... Like, you could just fix it. <laughs> done. Little fubs Start gone. playing. That's not, I'm going to yeah. hit record. Okay, right. I'm done. It's fixed. Right, right, right. right. And then mu- a movie's probably the same thing because you can just put it seamlessly together in multiple takes. And that's not the point I was getting at, though. As I think that... That's where it's nice. It's easier. You can get product done quicker, more cost effective for underground bands or whatnot, and it makes a better thing. It makes makes it easier for people who aren't the freaking top notch kid to get involved with something. To wh- but where I think it's interesting that you brought it up to Judas Priest to Tribulation. Why the fuck does it matter? Judas Priest has this huge fucking budget, this huge studio to do it. Tribulation may have the same goddamn thing. What is it any different? Like you were saying, well, they can afford zillions of takes to get it right. Judas Priest, a fucking that's all they do for a living is play so they music. Probably take so they don't one even take. need it. They probably play one <laughs> exactly. take and they do it. But you know what? The sad, the sick fucking thing is, I guarantee you, they do a zillion takes. Like you were saying, it's like you know why? Because the money's there and it's easy to fucking do it. So then they do it, and all it becomes is this polished freaking turd. Like, well, but what album is a polished turd by? You, I'm not just saying. I'm oh, just, you're just saying that in, was general, just the in general. I got you. Man, I you're, you're kind of. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I was getting specific. You were getting big picture. No, okay. yeah, big picture. I don't. I, I, dude, you always bring up these big bands. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I, it was an underground show. <laughs> I, I know, it's an easy. I to, it's easy to go that way because everyone knows who you're talking about. So we, we're uh, yeah. Your true relations well, obviously not making a fucking living off their music, and yeah, their, their record sounds great. It sounds fucking big produced. I, I mean, if there's a point and there's a fine line between where shit just sounds you, you just can't even tell the difference well this this record cost a million dollars this one didn't you're just like they both sound like sound shit. Fucking, or they both <laughs> sound great you never yeah. know right i was gonna say this is why i wore this shirt today i was going through my closet what like, are you wearing evil dead shirt that movie what was your original budget 400 bucks it was something ridiculous four thousand i don't know like probably four thousand yeah I, I don't know yeah it was made they in drive their car to the location but, but what an awesome movie and evil dead 2 had I think a bigger budget, and they went campier 
And I think that's how um, Bruce Campbell wanted it. Maybe I, I don't know. I'm just you know you read it on the internet. What do you know? And then the third one, um, Army of Darkness, had which I like, but I think there's a lot of people that don't because it had a, a, a bigger budget. Maybe it lost its soul. It lost its heart. Um, so of course, there's always the purists that are going to be. It's got to be this certain way. Look at the original Evil Dead, and then you know the budget it had, and then now the remake that's coming out. Who knows? That might be awesome, but you know when you you know it looks like it potentially. Yeah, has problems. And, and it's you know because of NC seventeen. But then look at um, you know the original Predator, which probably had a high budget, and then Predators. That sucks. And it's they so they both had big budgets. But the first one had more heart and soul because it was an original idea, and they, you, you, you know what I mean. There, there might have been some fresh, hey, this, let's do this shit, and yeah, that. and and maybe that's what goes on also with, with music, with music, because you know Don, I think it was the last time he was here with when Chuck was here, he made that point that it's like, all right, so the band they've been working for years, they get you know all these fresh ideas, and they they have. You know, years to polish it and work it, and you know, and then they make their first record. And there's all this energy and 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 everything that goes into when it comes out, and it's awesome. And then, and maybe they're unfortunate enough to have signed with a big label after that. And then the big label's like, "You need a record six months from now. Get something out." And what do they do? They just throw something together, and like you said, it's it's a polished turd, Dave. Yeah, but also let's look at their perspective, like Sepultura or something. You look at the first two records, sloppy as a motherfucker. Sound like they don't sound greatest. I mean, it's a big studio re- recording for the time and the era the, and the country. That makes right, especially sense. yeah, yeah. And, but then some of the classics are fucking schizophrenia. I mean, people love that record, and that and that's a way tighter performance. And I think some people that are fans of the band would be looking as like I don't like those first two records because it's sloppy. If you think about it, and I can contradict myself a lot towards it, but it's it's a good argument that when I'm in the shower or something or thinking of all cost topics, I will argue with myself going was like, what's well, a fucking sloppy ass record that defies playing an instrument? You know, yeah. like, well, what's the point then? If everyone could just be sloppy and make a fucking classic record like, you know, uh, Bestial Devastation, then what the fuck does it matter? And people like Don would argue, well, it adds character and stuff. It's like, character, I don't know. It just it sounds to me like someone that can't play. I mean, but again, at the same time, I can't fucking fully argue in the goddamn topic because I, I agree because I like some shit like that. It's the same with what, a what? movie or something. It's just like, he's a bad actor. That's just as much as pretty much saying he's not an actor. The only thing that makes him an actor is he's in a fucking he's in a movie, movie. That, and you know it just defies the whole art well he, he, here's here's i think a good uh example nuclear assault when they first came out there was i didn't know they were in the closet oh <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about pain in the shower oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but game over the plague you know sounds like their game is over <laughs> yes but you know people are like oh you know the, the guitar sound on that whatever i great fucking records man great records Survive came out after that. A bit more polish, a bit more production. Honestly, there's some songs on that I like, some I don't. But then, what, Handle With Care? And then, you know, they got bigger, better production. But it's like, uh, I like the, the older Raw stuff. That, and it's not even that it, it's sloppy, but you you can tell that they just threw their shit, you know, whatever they did. It's, it wasn't like this big production when they made 
you know the the, the first two records. And but they have way more character well, than the pro- stuff after production, that. Big production, big production, big production. I think when you when you're putting into those terms, it, it's totally a different ball game because you're saying big production and and comparing it to that nowadays standard. Big production was the time and the means at that time. It, it was totally different. I think a big honestly late late seventies early eighties big production. I'd take it any. I think I like those big productions. Those sound good. Well, they those do sound, well, Boston, w- right. and, for they, example. Right. They know, sound that's like a, a mainstream band, but yeah, it sounds like a real band. We're yeah. now today's big production. Is I don't a, think it's anything yeah. more than just a bunch of flashy, smashy gear and a bunch of fucking egotistical assholes sitting there. Hey, let's try a zillion takes. They fucking just Tom Andrew going through, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing his goddamn bird is the word cover. And he's like, yeah, let's. let's oh. And then they they nitpick it to absolute fucking perfection and it's like at the end of the day was it's very without, flat and soulless yeah right because without the imperfections it's almost so it is soulless it's it, not you know, human it, and, and it's like when 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 drummers record the drum tracks with a click track you know that the fact that the tempo then is now computerized or it's it sounds like a drum machine it doesn't the the song and the music doesn't get a chance to pulse and breathe and i i can't think of a uh, a way, and my hands are up in there describing this, um, to to equate that to like a movie, but you know maybe the CGI well, I think is they, part well, of that. Look at it this perspective. You talk about Predator, all right. right? You look at the fucking Predators and that, or even go a little bit a few years earlier when the Aliens vs. Predators came uh, out. Yeah. That shit was bad. Like they had zillions of aliens and zillions of pre- I Actually, I never seen it, <laughs> but there was a, a shitload of aliens in it. When they first came out with aliens, they made those fucking exactly. Things. They made the predator. It was a freaking actor. I think it still is, but they didn't. That was all CGI aliens and shit, and it looks like fuck. It looks, back, like, you know, back, it looks like a cartoon, doesn't it? No, oh, it looks like a computer game. Is what it looks like. It, it's gotten it, that there, bad. It's better. It looks like better. a fucking PlayStation yeah. game, and it, like you know, you watch Predator with original Predator, man. That looks real. I mean, it. To me, it looks fucking real. Well, it's. It, do you remember the Thing remake with Kurt Russell? So it was a remake, wasn't an original idea, but they. It was, that was such a cool. The special effects in that were so cool because that, like, when that dog's fucking head, you know, splits open. Yeah. That was that. That was actually something doing that. That wasn't somebody drawing it on right. a computer. And that's to me where that's character. Um, I've gone to some of these. Well, that would be the equivalent, though, a higher budget. Right, they put that, and that's what but, I'm saying. But is that I, people I, I don't want, put their money in the. They don't put their money where their mouth is. Why do you want? They put it in the wrong need, thing, right? Well, or just the, I, honestly, I'm going to go with they don't put it where their mouth is. Because why do you need a bigger budget? Well, it call, the movie calls for that. If you can make some a movie or a fucking record for. 10 bucks why the fuck won't you do it but instead you're judas priest so hey we're gonna give you millions of dollars to do a fucking record why don't you think they're just gonna they're just gonna piss away with that why because there's more money in the record and there's egos fucking in everyone's pocket and then we nitpick this shit where if it was just like hey if you go over your your budget of ten dollars guess what motherfucker that shit's out out of your pocket yeah yeah and then all of a sudden it's gonna be like well i kind of said a bird 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 Really bad that time, but hey, that's going to cost me five bucks. <laughs> you keep so, that, that was so bad. <laughs> so we're gonna. I'm just gonna. Keep, I'm gonna stick with that one. And bam, all of a sudden it has character. But then we can rewind and say something in the '80s, like remake of a thing which nowadays standards would be inferior to the remake of sorts. 
The remake of the remake. Right, the remake of the remake. The prequel, of the remake. they called it. So it's just like, but how is that any different? Like, well, that was a high budget. And I, you wonder if back in the early 80s, or it was like 78 or something that movie came out, I think, right? No, it, no, it was like 85. Well, no, not late. The well, Thing? Yeah. I would say the yeah. earliest, 83. Maybe. Or the latest, 83. Whatever, but it, anyway, it wasn't so no 70s. You, I, I was a kid. I was, you know, like in elementary school, so I wonder if, like, the people from the original Thing and people that were watching Creature from the Black Lagoon and stuff like that were looking at that remake going, oh, this is bullshit. It's all this extra special effects and 1982 82 all right yeah i, I get what you're saying and, and and that we're now we're just kind of we're pushing the topic off into a little bit of a different yeah barrier because now we're comparing second chances more or less but, but the more or less the question was and it's it's not so much a question because i can't answer it without being contradictory to myself because i understand the appeal why to they something yeah. that defies the art why is something that has bad acting sometimes good well it's cheesy it has characters like it's campy it's yeah it's funny. Well, why is something that's sloppily played why is that acceptable that defies guitar playing well it's cheesy it has it or metal it at it sounds more evil or something you know satan wouldn't play a very well played instrument but then again i've posed the question like well what if he did play a good instrument well, how much more he's been around be? a long time you know he's he could been practice. around well he's, i'm asking you motherfucker he's got he i've got the quintessential satan tuner <laughs> but I, but i think i think to conclude it all though the detriment is not exactly the technological advance but instead, it's really the way it's being used. You yeah, know? the soul's taken out. Sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, CGI may be cheaper, and it looks like a fucking computer. Or trigger drums may be quicker, but it sounds like a fucking robot. Sounds like a trigger but, drum. Uh, yeah, but hey, if you use CGI as opposed to, hey, it was really hard for us to put Eddie Satan in Egypt in the scene. We right. couldn't afford to fly him out to Egypt. And bam, now all of a sudden he's in Egypt. It would be cooler in that case to fucking make your Egypt in the background. Right. And that's that's what I'm saying you could use it for. But instead, we don't feel like making the thing out of scrap and shooting an actual thing thing. We're just going to make it CGI. And now all of a sudden, Kurt Russell's standing by a fucking computer image. Or now all of a sudden, we hear Exodus bonded by blood. And instead of a real drum set and this triggered-ass, tingy-tangy piece of shit, we're going to call it a new fucking record and we're going to put some douchebag singing vocals. On it. <laughs> a, a, a friend of mine that plays guitar as well. We we always have discussions about. He's got one of those like uh, processor things that like can emulate this cabinet and this and that. It you know and honestly they sound all right, but there's still something very digital and not organic about it. Whereas playing straight through a Marshall JCM 800 or a Diesel or or whatever, there's something earthy and you can tell. Right, 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 and, that, and that's not bad. But I, I still, I mean, would you not agree that it isn't so much the technology that is the detriment, it's how people get fucking egotistical and right. the way that, that they use it. They, I, they abuse it, you yeah. know? Anyway, this has been Hellcast. Tune in next time. We will be talking to Tony Portaro of Whiplash, so that would be pretty fucking cool. I'm Reaper. Email me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. I am Eddie. My email is Eddie Satan, E-D-D-I-E, Satan at hellsheadbangers.com. Jesus, he had to leave and come, but his name is like Jesus leaving.
Attention, Hellcast listeners! You like what you hear, but don't have enough cash? Or maybe you're in search of a deal. Well, you cheap fuck, today you're in luck. 
Go to hellsheadbangers.com, enter the word jackass as a discount code, and you will get 10% off any and all the titles featured on this episode. So, you don't know what you heard? Check out the playlist at hellcast.hellsheadbangers.com. There's even a link for your lazy ass. So hurry the fuck up, because the stock is limited, and this offer is only going on for two weeks. Okay.